Eric Paul Zinger with 9 to 5 Sports. Going to be giving you guys another PGA DFS video. This week we have the Wells Fargo Championship. So we'll give you guys the preview, the picks, and the core plays in this video. And we're also going to touch on last week's recap, which continues a nice little dominant run that 9 to 5 has been on. Uh, so it's going to be a fun packed video here. I just want to start off with saying if you guys enjoy these videos, we need to pump up those likes. So if you guys want to, you know, hit that like in the video here. It helps out a lot, and I just appreciate it a lot. So let's get into that right now. All right, so what you guys are going to see in the background of this slide here is actually a golf ball review video that I did on the TaylorMade Tour response. If you guys want to check that out, link is in the description below. But just want to talk about the recap of last week. So last week was another, you know, stellar week there for 9 to 5. The fades were all very solid. Patrick Reed ended up missing the cut. JT did end up finishing T13. But what was the reason why we were fading um, Justin Thomas last week? It wasn't that we didn't like him as a play. It's that we thought he wouldn't be able to exceed his price point and more or less the fact that we like some other players in his same price point range a little bit better um you'd look at victor hovlin he's a player that i said directly to go out and play instead of jt obviously he ended up doing better finishing third and then like joaquin neiman and abram manser were both plays that i want you guys to end up on as well so that was very nice to see those plays come through and then we just look at the player pool as a whole the player pool as a whole had 77% of it make the cut, which was great to see, especially when I think uh, it was like 10% of lineups had five out of six across the cut line. So if you just start to the nine to five player pool, you had a good week, uh, especially cash wise as well. Only one of those players ended up missing the cut, which was Chris Kirk. The disappointment there with Chris Kirk, uh, GPP wise, you know, everyone did what we wanted them to do, but core plays, you can see, you know, those players end up doing well, 21st, 5th. 63rd. Ryan Palmer is really my biggest disappointment personally. And then Jason Kokrak, 13th. Joaquin Neiman, Sun JM did what we expected. A lot of people got burned by Chris Kirk, but that ended up, didn't end up hurting too much just because the fact that, you know, he's highly chalky. Hoffman did well. And Grillo kind of, he pulled a Keegan on us. <laughs> Pretty much went from first to worst or first to miss cut. He was like third, I think, and then missed the cut. So that was a little bit unfortunate there, but uh, top value play, Vincent Whaley ended up making the cut, which I love to see. And I do want to talk about something as well real quick before we move on into the tournament cheat sheet here. It's the fact that 95 has hit the winner of the tournament 100% of the time after round one. So if you guys are someone that likes to do those outright betting picks, you know, definitely check out that video that we do, you know, that round one recap because, you know, we've hit it 100% of the time. That's eight straight weeks now. Um... And I, it's not going to continue to happen, but I said that for like the last three weeks. So it's kind of something cool, nice tool there at 9 to 5 Sports. That's going to be here, go with leaderboard, and then you're there. But let's get this preview here for this tournament. Um, so we can see we got the key stats pulled up here. Um, we can see it does play a little bit more difficult as a whole. Now, I do want to mention something to you guys. We have to actually sort it not by the Wells Fargo Championship. We actually are going to want to sort it by Quail Hollow because in 2017... This tournament actually took place at a different course. Um, that's because the PGA Championship was played um, at Quail Hollow instead. So they actually didn't end up playing the tournament here, which is you know something interesting to note. But overall, it does play a little bit more difficult. We can kind of see the key stats that we want to be on here, guys. We'll sort it there and see which key stats we want to be on. But we'll pull up the tournament preview slide here while we talk about it. 
So just kind of showing it, um, it is kind of a longer course and that's also why it does play a little bit more difficult. We can tell a lot by the players that have one out and one. Those are typically players that do play better on tougher tracks. So it's really no shocking surprise that those guys have one out and played well. If we wanna look at, you know, players that finish in the top 20, we can see, you know, pretty well what the key stats were. I'll pull that up here for you guys. So whenever it does play a little bit more difficult, I do like to look at bogey avoidance, but we also do want to look at birdie to bogey ratio. Once again, I'm going to be combining those two stats for this week. We can see um, driving accuracy or good drive percentage over driving distance once again this week. I mean, this is a pretty much an exact carbon copy of last week's tournament. If we want to look at what the last four winners have done, we can do that as well. Um, just out of curiosity, see if there's anything popping up significantly. This is for you uh, GPP players, if you guys are interested in that. So we can see they, you know, obviously excelled in par five scoring. Um, strokes getting approached didn't really matter for the winners. A little bit shocking to me. Um, we can see strokes getting putting. That makes sense. Um, driving distance did matter a little bit more for the winner. You know, maybe a couple extra shots there. But, you know, overall, we can kind of get a pretty picture here of what to expect for this tournament we're able to dial in the key stats for this week and like i said the key stats for this week are pretty much exactly the same as last week we're going to be looking at those effective stats once again it's been very successful for nine to five since we started to introduce that it's really helped to promote the predictability really week in and week out so that's been nice to see so effective ball striking effective total driving effective birdie to bogey ratio and effective accuracy or effective strokes gain accuracy. Um, we can see a lot of the similar names here for top five staff. It's really no shock to anyone that's been playing PGA DFS. Although I'm a little bit shocked at Patrick Hanley, who's been playing poor as of recent, that he was popping up that much, but he was so strong early on in the season that, you know, it's carrying on a little bit. And he's someone that we can actually pull up on the specialist page to maybe see what's going on there. And then we'll pull up recent form for you guys. So this is not going to be really shocking to anyone as well. Recent form, John Rahm, no shock there. John Rahm has been a stud on tour, um, really just dominant. Um, like it's six out of his last eight tournaments have been top 10 finishes, which is absolutely spectacular. Brian Harmon has gotten really hot as of recently, rattling off four straight finishes of T13 or better. Will Zatoris has really continued his great season, continues to impress. There's no real reason to think that he will, I guess, start to fade off. Although we did choose to fade him at the RBC Heritage um, in his last tournament where he finished 42nd, although that's not bad. Keegan Bradley and Cameron Tringali kind of rounding up that top five, both been playing some great golf, but right behind them is Cameron Tringali, Cordy Connors, Joaquin Neiman, and Abraham Anser. And I'm just looking at course history here for you guys. Now I do like to look at the last four years. Once again, that's when the data is the most significant. We can kind of, you know, paint, paint a pretty picture by doing that. Uh, but like Max Homa, the defending champ, he only has one start here in the last four years. But Joel Damon, two top 20 finishes. Aaron Wise, same thing. Ricky Fowler casually popping up for tournament slash event history. Nice to see a fourth, a 21st, and a fifth place finish for Ricky. Now, these stats are not from 2020. I should have mentioned that this tournament wasn't played in 2020. So these are all kind of outdated stats, but good to see him popping up. Patrick Reed, it's going to be interesting to see if we end up on him as a play this week as well. And then Jason Day. So very interesting as a whole of kind of what to expect for this week. Um, I'll be kind of up to you guys what, what you're thinking there. But we'll pull up the cheat sheet here for you guys and give you guys the top high exposure plays. 
So really my issue with this, oh, I should mention, you know, kind of made, just redid this a little bit, made it a little bit more clean for you guys to be able to use. And I added FanDuel in there as well. So if you guys are people that do FanDuel, you can sort this real quick. So we can see just right out the back, we can see who's going to be a better FanDuel pick than they are a DraftKings pick. So on FanDuel, we can see Vincent Whaley going to be, you know, a decent play there. And then we can see, you know, possibly... Um, Patrick Reed is someone that you probably don't want to play on FanDuel. There's a big difference there. So just want to throw that out there for you guys. We had that available for you guys. Um, but let's get into the high exposure plays here. Um, we'll sort it by that price point range. There we go. And my problems with this week are kind of the same problems I had last week. Now, Bryson Shambo, Justin Thomas, I really love as pick. Xander, I like a lot as a pick. I really just can't not play John Rahm with the way that he has been playing recently, guys. Um, he ranks eighth in the model. All the stats are going to be top 13 or better. Um, top six or better in actually every other stat except for effective birdie to bogey ratio. He only has played this tournament once, and that was at the PGA Championship in 2017, 58th place finish. That's really the worry with uh, John Rahm, but we can look at his recent form. It has been spectacular, guys. So John Rahm, I do like a lot as a pick. Um, I just don't know if we have to go up to him. You know, we can pay 10.2 for Webb Simpson. I don't mind that. He's a guy that's had three straight top 33 or better finishes here. Uh, top eight in the model. Um, not horrible. Effective total driving, effective ball striking, top seven in that. Strokes can TD green, top 25 in that. Top 25 in all the stats that we're looking at. He has been a guy that has been somewhat of a slow starter. That's really my worry with Webb Simpson. Other than that, he has been spectacular. Three straight top 28 finishes. And if we take out that mud ball on 17 at the Players' Championship in round two, he makes the cut and, you know, we really have no worries with him. The worry is that he has been kind of having some lackluster rounds mixed in there. So, you know, you can do with that what you want, but really where we're going to make our bread and butter, which is becoming a weird saying that I've been on a lot, is going to be in this lower price point range. We got Corey Connors and Joaquin Neiman. I see no reason why we wouldn't go back to the well with these two this week. Corey Connors finished 42nd here in 2018. He wasn't the player he is now in 2018, so it's nice to see that he made the cut. Now, he would have been a core play, but really, it's hard to differentiate in this price point range. So I didn't want to give you guys a core play if I didn't feel pretty good about it. Um, but we can see the stats are all great. Top 11 or better in all the key stats that we're looking at. Actually, the first stat rank play this week, which is absolutely phenomenal, giving him an 80% chance to make the cup. Top three in the model. That recent form has just been spectacular, guys. Four straight top 21 or better finishes. The only bad finish was the Dell match play tournament, which we don't care about. So really, guys, over his last six tournaments, he's finished 21st, 4th, 8th, 14th, 7th, and 3rd. Absolutely spectacular. We, we can't ignore that. That's just a great price point for him. Then we're going to be looking at Joaquin Neiman, who, once again, he's been playing some great golf as well. Um, missed a cut in his first start here, which is fine because he came back and had a T38 finish in 2019. So we do like that. You know, you really can't penalize a guy for being able to bounce back, figure out a tough track, and make the cut does rank 61st in course history because of that but overall going to be a good stat rank play um wish he was a little bit better in effective greens gain and i wish he was a little bit better um in that course history but we can't knock him recent form has been very solid just been a cut maker we can actually see that he's made his last three cuts on tour good price point for joaquin neiman and now we get into the spot where 
I mentioned it last week, guys. This is we're at the part of the season where the stats are going to be highly predictable. The you know it's easier to predict at this time of year, and with that, we statistically see that this price point range, the AK price point range, that mid tier price point range, is where you should be making a quality amount on your builds. Abram Answer to me is also a core play. Now, I didn't make the slide for him, but he has been spectacular. The only reason why I couldn't make him a core play, and I think people learned a tough lesson with Chris Kirk last week, is that I actually ended up putting him as a high exposure play instead of a core play by, you know, the end of the week when I came out to player pool because he didn't have that good course history. You know, for someone to be a core play, they need to be checking all the boxes. And so that's the worry with Abraham Answer. Now, this has been a year where people have been able to get away with ignoring them with cor bad course history. And I'm not to say that that's like the end all be all, but for you to be like all in on someone like you should be with a corporate, you want them to be checking all the boxes. You want to have high confidence in them making the cut. I do have high confidence in Corey Connors to make the cut, but there's going to be some other players that rank out a little bit better because they have better course history. Thus, you know, Abram Answer is probably just going to be high exposure play, but really no reason to fade him. Top 16 staff hit, top 25 in the model. I do like him a lot as a play. Then we're going to pull up Sunjay M here. Sunjay M is going to be the first quote-unquote actual core play this week, guys. So he had a 31st place finish here in 2019. That's his course history for us. That's fine. You know, Strokes Gain T to Green could be better. 56 in that. That's fine. We'll take that. Effective Green's game. We want that to be a little bit better as well. But that's fine. Effective strokes gain accuracy, top 20 in that. Overall, he does rank out top 10 staff hit wise. Um, recent form rank uh, 13th in that. He's went 29th, 13th, miscut the Masters. I don't I don't need to dwell on that more. That's just painful thinking about that chip on the par five into the water on a chip that wasn't even that bad. And then he ended up chipping again into the water which was probably a bad chip, but that really destroyed his whole Masters. And then the Dell, we don't really care about that. Once again, match play. So then he went 8th, 17th, 21st, 28th, 17th, 32nd, and 12th. So it seems like Sunjay M is back. And at this price point, to get a safe play like Sunjay M, I absolutely love that. That's going to be something that I really just can't not play this week. He has a 76% chance to make the cut, and he ranks out top five in the model. And then Brian Harmon, the next core play. And to be honest with you guys, he's the only quote-unquote core play that I gave for you guys this week. So Brian Harmon, we're going to pop him up here. Um, you can see why I'm liking him. And he's actually another player where I could pull up on the specialist page, and I'll do that here in a second, um, because his key stats are not exactly showing what he's been able to do recently, and that's kind of why I came up with the specialist page. It's so that a player like Brian Harmon, who's been playing more effectively recently, we want to see that. But course history-wise, 24th, 74th, 13th, and then a missed cut in 2016. So the last three starts at this tournament have been good starts at this tournament, but we'll pull them up here on that specialist page for you guys to be able to get a peek at him. Uh-oh. Can you guess the player that I... Oh, you can. You can see the name. Uh, Vincent Whaley will be someone who will pop up here in a second as well. But I want to pull up Brian Harmon so you guys can get a kind of a good picture of what Brian Harmon's been able to do recently. So we can see recently he's been very solid um, staff hit wise so he's been playing better recently if we want to look at the past um, 10 starts which is or 10 weeks which is what i like to do typically i only like to look at the past 10 weeks or so we can get a better indication of what brian harman has been able to do so over the past 10 weeks he's had one two three six starts and his average stroke gain total is 25th 
Strosskin off the tee, 30th. Strosskin approach could be better. That's where he gets knocked, but everything else has been better statistically over the full season. So it's nice to see Brian Harmon has been playing a lot better. That's why I feel comfortable with him as a core play uh, for me this week. Switching back into it, you know, this is another interesting week where, like, I like um, Keegan Bradley. Bad course history, but everywhere else, you know, recent form ranked fourth. Safit ranked ninth. I'm fine with it. He's kind of like Charlie Hoffman last week where it's nice to see him have some good starts and some not so good starts. I'm fine with him as a pick if you end up on him. Not going to talk you out of it. And then we got Cameron Tringale here. Kind of the same thing, but Cameron Tringale has been an absolute stud here, guys. Look at his recent form. A third, a ninth, 13th, miscut, 39th, 26th, 7th, 17th, 18th, and 56th place finish. He continues to be a solid play and he continues to be a play that you know, you really just cannot end up on him. So there are some other players I like here in this price point range, but for the sake of this video going too long, let's move on. If you guys want those players or have some questions about those plays, just ask me in the comment section. I can help out or, you know, join 95 Nation. $10 a month, best value in PGA DFS. Uh, link is in the description below. Little, little plug there. Um... Yeah, let's take a peek here. So scroll down a little bit. So Stewart Sink, I can't end up on him this week. So I actually don't mind Lucas Glover. He continues to play great golf. He continues to make the cut. He's made two out of three cuts here, course history-wise, two of them being top 30 finishes. That's fine. Uh, 44 stat rank play, 32nd in the mile. He's kind of a play where if you end up on him, you don't mind him as a pick. Um, that's kind of how I'm approaching it. I don't really think I'm going to be making a lot of my builds out this week. It's pretty much a carbon copy of last week where... AK range is going to be the safe range. But the only problem with this week is that there isn't as much of quality of plays throughout the whole player pool that DraftKings has for us. But Taylor Gooch could be a quality play. 34th stat rank play. I'm fine with that. Um, of course, history ranked uh, 7th. That's because he had a 13th place finish in 2018. Recent form rank has been fine other than his miscut at the Valspar Championship. Before that, he had made five straight cuts on tour. So I don't mind Taylor Gooch. Obviously, we don't love that he's coming off of a miscut, but that's kind of the nature of the beast this week. Look at someone like Matt Jones, who I almost did make a core play as well, but the reason why I couldn't make him a official 9-5 core play for you guys is the fact that, you know, he is still somewhat coming off of that victory, the Honda Classic, and, you know, he did finish well at the Masters there. I don't know, just something about it somewhat seems like a trap play to me this week. 7.4 for a guy that shouldn't be 7.4 for a guy that ranks out top 20 in the model. For a guy that had a 38th place finish, for a guy that's coming off of a victory, this just seems like a trap play. And I am worried about that because of that. I don't know. He is going to be a fine play. Um, for the sake of this video, I'm going to be ending up on him as well. And then Matthew Naismith, he's there. You guys know I'm going to be ending up on him. Don't have to dwell on that. But I do want to pull up someone like Charles Schwartzel, casually catching my eye. He has great course history here, guys. Ninth, 48th, and a victory here in 2016. The only issue with him is that, you know, he's not really popping stat fit wise. Um, recent form has been really good. So 21st, 26th, and 69th. He's another one where we could pull him up here on the specialist page to see if he pops up a little bit more. Um, I don't think he's going to. I haven't looked at this yet. I'm just kind of curious. And I don't think he's going to have all the starts. Obviously, one of those starts is going to be the master. So we're not going to have all the data. So, yeah, we can see he ranks out pretty much as someone who's going to be right around the cut line. Um, I don't know, that's, that's definitely iffy, but it's nice to see that someone that has been playing better recently 
is going to be right around the cut line, I guess, if we're going to end up on him. It's better that the stats are telling us that he's going to be right inside the cut line rather than outside the cut line. Like the stats are kind of saying here, 47th. It's a little iffy. That's a little bit on the you don't want to play them side. But that's really all I have for the low tier plays. Let's get into the value plays. And once again, guys, there's one value play that's really standing out, and then the rest are kind of just, you don't want to play them. I don't know what's going on with the salary. That's weird. There we go. That was strange. My computer cannot handle this high quality of information I'm spinning out right now. I'm crazy that uh, Phil Nicholson is going to be a value play, but he's also going to be on the future coverage most likely. So sick of seeing him suck on future coverage. That's neither here nor there, I guess. But do you want to pull up um, Michael Thompson? Missed cut and a made cut for course history. Uh, top 66 stat rank play. He's okay. Nothing crazy here. Recent form has been, you know, pretty solid though. Four certain make cuts on tour. You know, if we can get a made cut from him and maybe a top 30 finish, I'll take that. You know, Michael Thompson has been playing better recently. I don't mind that price point for him. Um, can we go back to the well with James Hahn? I don't know, guys. I don't I don't know. He's been a good stat rank play. Uh, kind of keeps popping. I don't think I can do it though. A lot of people got burnt by John Hull last week. That's another play where I don't think I can end up on him. I'm curious as to your guys' thoughts on that. But Vincent freaking Whaley, what is going on? I didn't clap. I'm I and I, I I wouldn't clap there, but what is going on? Continues to be a cup maker and continues to make top 35 finishes. This is where I think people struggle a little bit with those secondary events because they don't know how to include them. And I just kind of go, hey, he played good golf at the Corrales and the Puerto Rico Open. We can't penalize him for playing good golf. And I think that's why his salary continues to be priced this low. That's something that the DK algorithm doesn't have yet. We've been able to benefit from it. Um, you know, 36th at the Honda, 34th at the uh, Valero Texas Open, and the 29th at the Valspar Championship. I know a lot of people that won some good money last week because Vincent Whaley was priced at like 6.1. They end up on him in their main build. Because he continues to be priced too low. Now, I do feel like it's a little bit more risky here. You know, the more weeks that go on, the more risky he becomes because he's going to be due for a missed cut because his key stats are really not popping that much, guys. Um, that's really the worry with Vincent Whaley, and we'll pull him up here, and then we'll end the video there. I just, wow. I can't believe that. So, you know, the place has been getting better. Um, 32nd average finish over the last 10 weeks. Um, but you can see the stats are really bad. But for the most part, they've been improving stress gain total. He's, you know, 12% better um, over the last three months. We like to see that. Stroke gain putting is really where he's made his bread and butter. I didn't mean to say that twice in a video, but I did. Um, it's been getting more accurate as well. So we do like to see that. But we can see just based off of this, that's been really hit or miss. And that can either be a good thing or a bad thing. There hasn't been that much consistency in his game. So, like, where one thing starts to take off, another thing starts to lag on. He's like a typical golfer like us. You know, you have one good day driving, and your putting sucks. You have one good day putting, and your driving sucks. So that's been Vincent Whaley so far this year. 
But that is all I have for you guys for this video. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know it went a little bit too long here, 23 minutes. That's 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 quite long, but um, a lot of quality information in here. So I hopefully you guys enjoyed that. If you guys want to join 9to5Nation, the link is in the description below. It is $10 a month. Best value out there in PGA DFS. All right, guys, I'm out. And as always, let's keep cashing.